0: I was thinking about why so many in the radical left participate in speed running. The reason is the left's lack of work ethic, go fast rather than do it right, and in a Petersonian sense, to elevate alternative sexual archetypes in the marketplace. Quote, fastest Mario. The answer is quite obvious if you think about it. The goal is the illusion of speed and the desire, subconscious, <laughs> to promote radical leftist borderline communist ideals of how easy work is.
1: Okay. Everyone
0: always says that speed runs look easy. That is part of the aesthetic. I hate this town.
1: I hate this fucking town. Town. Well,
2: Hello, and welcome to Gotta Get Out of This Town, a 2000 Pop-Punk and Emo-Pop archaeology podcast. I am, as always, Elaine, and we meet two of the lost games from
0: Pen & Teller Smoke & Mirrors. Uh, I'm the platformer, Sybil Arnett.
3: And I'm the horror game. Adam.
0: That game had neither of those but It okay. did have a platform, it had an <laughs> adventure game Did it? Okay Yeah, there was a whole thing that was almost unplayable
2: I know of the horoscope one and the ape mind reader one but I don't know if there were. a
0: Horoscope, one. horror, same thing
2: uh, how, how is everyone doing? How is everyone doing today? Is everyone doing nice?
0: I'm singing a bunch of Whitney Houston
2: why? I don't get it, but okay.
3: <laughs> so you're doing terrible. Um my condolences. It was nice knowing you. Um
0: I like Whitney Houston. <laughs> I don't know who she is, so. No one else screamed kiss my ass Bobby Brown with such vitriol.
3: Good for her? Question mark.
0: Oh yeah. So what are we talking about today? We're talking about The Movie Life's 40-Hour Train Back to Pen, an album that none of us are going to remember within three days. Oh, come on. It has two good tracks.
3: Which ones are those?
2: Uh, the first two ones. Oh. <laughs> yeah, those were probably fine. When I was like, we should not skip this, I listened to the first two tracks and I was like, oh, this is alright. This reminds me of Strung Out. And it's like, it's not bad. And then it sort of just like
0: plummeted. <laughs> It becomes calamitous very quickly. Play this record backwards to summon Ganon.
2: Anyhow, yeah, today we're talking about the movie life with the 2003 album, despite me writing 2002 in
0: the notes, Um, whatever we said. Hello, welcome to 2003. How does it feel? One of my buddies has gone off to the Iraq war and is going to come back sometime this year when he flunks out of uh, basic training on mental health reasons. Cheerful.
2: How does it feel to be in 2003, Adam?
3: <laughs> I'm like five years old, maybe? Um.
2: Uh, you mean right now? Or like in 2003? In 2003. Because I could
3: both. In 2003. Okay. I was five years old. Um. Don't remember it.
2: <laughs> uh, how old was I in 2003? Too old. Uh. Subtract your current age minus 18. You assume that I know how to subtract 18 from a number? um. (laughs) But I was 10.
0: Well, I feel old again. (laughs) I mean, you are old. (laughs) It's not a bad thing. Yeah, it's just one of those things that I'm not confronted with direct numerical evidence. (laughs) Reminder, at this point in time... I and my friends were able to serve in the military. Don't you serve in the military at 10 in America? Pretty sure that's like how it works. No, that's that's when you become a junior cop. Okay. Yeah. Military requires you to be of what used to be smoking age. (laughs)
2: 12? Close enough. But yeah, let us talk about how the movie life came to be and how it came to not be. This is the only time we'll talk about this band in this podcast. We're going to speedrun I don't run know it. why we're doing this, but yeah, this is our any <laughs> percent movie life uh, speedrun. No hacks.
0: Oh, well, if that's the case, here, give me one moment. I'll take a deep breath and I can go through this no, no, and... No, 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 no. Please, please, please,
2: please, don't. Please no, don't. No, <laughs>
0: do the speedrun. <laughs> Okay. I was so excited to try.
3: Note to self, do not make speedrunning jokes on this podcast.
0: Yeah, didn't you know that's the uh, leftist way to undermine relationships or whatever? I forget that guy already. 2021 moves fast.
3: (laughs) I have no idea what's being
2: talked about, but okay. Okay, then let's talk about the movie life. (laughs)
0: Movie Life is a band that came out of New York in 1997, sounding very much like someone who would emerge from the New York scene in 1997, even though they do not have that accent that all people from New York have in movies. Uh, Are you thinking of Mark Wahlberg? Because that's Boston.
2: (laughs) No, no, like the, the, the Italian accent, every person from like the pseudo Italian accent, everyone from New York has in movies. That's a thing. You're literally Italian, and you're telling me that New Yorkers all have that accent? Well, they have the fake Italian accent.
0: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I don't even know why I'm sticking up for this. This is not my coast.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I am just saying that, like, every time, like, someone is from New York in a movie, they always have, like, a sort of Italian-sounding name and a weird accent that sounds like if someone is doing Mario with a deep voice. Oh, Chris Pratt.
3: (laughs)
0: No. No, it's too soon. You know he's the Grinch now, right?
3: I can't fucking hear
0: you. That was announced today.
3: Nope. Mm -hmm. I took my headphones out. Sorry, I can't hear either of you.
2: Uh, Remember when people liked Chris Pratt? That
0: was a good time. It was like a week.
2: Yeah, like the, the, the week when the Lego movie came out and everyone was like, oh, this guy's all right. And I was like, oh, I would like all gay people to die. And it's like, oh, no. Oh, no.
0: He doesn't say all gay people should die. He just says you shouldn't roast his entire family for going to the church that believes all gay people should die. Very big difference. Yes, that is an extremely big difference. I just wanted people to be correctly informed, much like Speedrun Mario Cuckoldry. That's it. (laughs) Okay, then. Initially, Eddie Reyes was a guitarist for the band, but he will be the first person to leave the movie life and instantly go on to better success, as becoming a member of Taking Back Sunday was a real step up. The band's first record, It's Go Time, is released in 1999 through Fadeaway Records, if you look around for it on Google, you cannot find it. Only discovering a trailer for the film *Life*, which might be the one where Jake Gyllenhaal is an alien. No, I think that was an Eddie Murphy comedy. Actually, I don't know. I, th- I, I, there's like a there's like one still
2: shot with like Eddie Murphy and one still shot with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, and I think they're two different films.
0: They definitely are, because I remember it was Eddie Mor- Murphy and Martin Lawrence teaming up in this. And it's like, oh, that's a big name for 99.
2: Uh, but yeah, from the few tracks that I found on YouTube, this was a sort of a shoutier record, but also like popier. There were some bits that sounded like Sublime, and I was like, no, really? not going to listen to the full <laughs> of this.
3: Um,
0: <laughs> Sorry. <The innate> reaction.
3: <laughs> Visceral reaction
2: to Sublime.
0: I still hear it daily. It's a thing in SoCal.
2: Why do you still live in California? There are like about 40 songs, like 400 songs about how awful that place is.
0: Yeah, but there are also about 7,000 songs about how good the pussy and or weed is in California. Yeah, but they're all by Red Hot Chili Peppers. Dr. Dre isn't the Red Hot Chili Peppers.
3: (laughs) I am definitely sticking around for the unisex bathrooms.
2: Oh, the bathrooms have sex, too, now?
0: I'm sticking around for the weed.
2: <laughs> you, you, should all, you should all move to the, to the Midwest, like all of the good emo bands do.
0: No. Um. no. Oh, my God, no. <laughs> We'd both die. My criminal past alone would get me so much <laughs> shit in the Midwest, whereas out here, I'm just a class one felon instead of a class two.
2: Well, you all would be able to die in the suburbs like that one Wonder Year song goes on about. Um but yeah no that it, it wasn't a good record. Um it was followed just a year later in two thousand with their sophomore record This time next year, which is the <laughs> which is the name of the record, I was reading my notes and I was like Am I starting a new sentence here? Like this time next year something something no. This time next year is the name of their second record, which cuts back on the shoutiness and is more pop punky, but still with a, like, a bit of edge and shit. Uh, it does feature a track named Single White Woman, and i let you guess how the lyrics go for that one. Their first big tour doesn't go well, they get into a pretty serious van accident before like the tour starts, which leads them to have to stop the tour, most of the bands get fairly hurt, but... Nothing can stop pop punk, so one year later, they're back, tip-top shape again, and we're tu- they're touring with Glassjaw, with Newfound Glory, and with Autopilot Off. I imagine the name of the tour was the We Respect Woman Very Much and We Definitely Don't Have Weird Views on Them Tour. Uh, that is just my
0: assumption, though. Autopilot Off, better than this album, by the way. I started listening to it halfway through. In 2002, the band signs with Drive Through Records, because apparently Drive Through will sign anything, if it's pop punk. That's a joke that went over both of your heads. Anyhow, they tore a bunch with Good Charlotte, of all people. Wow, that... Yeah, that the? is not... That is not how... What I would assume goes to get. <laughs> Surprise! Have I mentioned that... Our notes on this show are basically karma to me for things I put my co-hosts through on the shows where I write notes. <laughs> because I don't read ahead enough on these. And so halfway through a sentence, I'll go, they're touring with Good Charlotte? <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah.
0: On other shows, it's just people read what I say without reading ahead. And then suddenly they have to be delete that. Let me rephrase that. <laughs> My favorite was definitely a guest going. And then, meanwhile, during this whole thing, one of the characters is sitting like a bisexual. What does that mean? <laughs> I know what that means. Yeah, everyone else knew what it meant. Yeah. You, you need to stop to have fifth head guests
2: on your uh, hosts on your shows.
0: Everyone knows what that means. Ah. Uh. So, anyway, uh, they then go back from that tour to record a 40-hour train back to Penn. After the divorce, they spend most of their time with Penn, but Teller has them on weekend. Speaking of landmines I run into partway through a sentence. (laughs) Sorry, I had a bit of fun with the... the That's totally fine, it's just I need to read a line ahead. (laughs) (laughs) At this point, the band is Vinny Caruana on vocals, Evan Bakken on drums, Phil Navetta on bass, and Dan Navetta on guitar. And their producer is Brian McTurnan, who will mainly go on to produce some Senses Fail and Thrice releases. Boy, I haven't thought of Thrice in a decade.
2: Yeah, but take this info with a pinch of salt, because this record doesn't have a Wikipedia page, so most of my information is from AllMusic. And all music credits also list Eric's Bandit, Census Fail, The Starting Line, Homegrown, and The Early Novembers as being on this record, which is not true. (laughs) None of those people are here. (laughs) But yeah, this is the most successful record, charting at 164 on the Billboard album chart and leading them to even film a video
0: for Jamestown. Has anyone watched the video for Jamestown? Yes. No. It's filmed in the apartment from Sorry to Bother You.
2: But yeah, by the end of the year, the band will break up.
0: That's my favorite part, is that every bit of research I did about this is like, yeah, 40-hour train back to Penn. They start the year, they come in strong, they do a tour, and then immediately they post a thing on their website in September saying, the movie life no longer exists. Thank you for your fandom. (sighs) It is now the movie that... No, no, no. It
3: was a good aftermath. Not a good show? Okay, okay.
0: I laughed. <laughs> You'll hear it. <laughs> uh, we'll, uh, anyway, we'll cover the aftermath at the end, I guess.
2: No, we'll do it now. It's, it's, that is not a lot of it. We can okay. do it now.
0: Uh, the band splits and everyone goes off to do their own projects. I listen to a bit of each of them. All of them are immediately hitting the ground and doing a better, more distinct sound than the movie life, causing me to believe that this band was just everyone wanting to do their own thing and this watery track is what we got as the compromise between all parties. Because uh, Vinnie Caruana will go on to found I Am The Avalanche, and it's basically a more focused movie life with all the same wild lyrics. Brandon Riley will go on to form Nightmare of You, which is a weird little indie pop band that has some uh, mid-80s emo influences on it. I liked what I heard of it. I didn't go deep. And uh, Brett Romness will go into production, continuing to work with both of his former partners on some of their early works. And he now just works as a producer and masters tracks for people. Uh, In 2014, Caruana and Riley attempt to reform the band exclusively for live performances with a new dude on drums, and they release an album, a single album, in 2017, Cities in Search of a Heart, in which they sound like the symbol of music.
2: (laughs) Uh, From my note, they sound old, tired, and edgeless. I don't think you're edgeless. You are old and tired. I don't think edgeless describes you. (laughs)
0: Um, I I trim my nails so I am edgeless right now
2: Hmm, fair Um, yeah I don't like their new record listen to Sister Santa Monica and please help me understand what the fuck is going on in that song there's even like an acoustic song with a fiddle in it because every American after a certain
0: age they go country which you know Sybil is an example of it okay I'm going to listen to Sister Saint Monica while you read this I do not know what is happening in this track because it starts out with a child warbling in an empty room and then it suddenly goes guitars for a minute and now he's... His vocals sound very different, like he's trying to force the butt rock voice, but can't. And then suddenly it's trying to be a punk song for one brief solo and goes back to droning. Oh dear. What is happening in this track?
3: So glad I didn't have to listen to it.
0: So, forcing the bat... For for- <laughs> there was just a burst of screeching guitar for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> this feel... <laughs> this feels like I'm having a stroke. This is changing genres every 15 seconds. It's, it's terrible. Uh, is forcing the bat rock, bat
2: rock constipation? <laughs> I walked into that. <laughs> uh, shall we talk about uh, the record? If we must.
0: Please, I need any, I need anything to decon. Whatever after hearing that, I, I smell burnt toast. Oh, please go get your toast. You don't <laughs> have to burn your toast. <laughs> Everyone else left the house while I was recording this one because they had to listen to the movie life. That's not a joke. <laughs> Aww. I'm, I'm alone in the apartment right now.
3: Don't don't burn your toast while everybody's out.
0: we kick off the album with face or kneecaps
2: i like this song this is a really good start for the record this has energy this is like sounds a bit like uh, a less edgy strung out and i'll be honest i've been listening to a lot of strung out lately i think that record was very solid the one we got on the podcast
0: yeah i came into this thinking it is an incredibly good start and in fact uh i started writing things like this is grabbing me Please don't go bad places. Guitar's good. Drummer drummer exists. Lyrics are inoffensive, but yeah, good kickoff to a pop punk album. I
2: will always be up for some pop punk with bat guitars, and this is what that is. It's like, you know, you got the pop punk poster core melody, but also the guitars are like very bat, very heavy. And it's like, yeah, this rules, this 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 is good stuff.
3: I was pretty happy with the first track.
2: Just like the emo, sort of screaming, but not quite into Thursday territory. It's just like a bit gruffer than most Papa. Yeah, this is a good sound Unfortunately,
0: we then go into Jamestown.
3: Not Jamestown. <laughs>
2: And first, I, I I still like Jamestown. That's the second the first, the only single from this record. And I think it's still pretty good. It still continues on the streak. It has the you know the cool like guitar with the effect that it's like Do you know what I mean? Even though that is not a way to explain anything ever. Um I don't know. This I still like this. This once again it feels like a very like less sad tries. It sounds like sort of poster core sort of emo, but without the sort of, you know, self-refraction and, like, sadness of stuff like Thursday or even Thrice, and it's just, like, straight-up emo-inspired, like, rock? I can see that. Thrice is an incredibly good comparison for this band. Oh, God, Spotify just gave me an ad for RuPaul's Drag Race when I was trying to listen to this song.
3: Oh, no. Earlier, Spotify froze on an ad and I don't know what the ad was supposed to be for but it was just a very zoomed in shot of somebody wearing like a speedo type swimsuit um with a very (laughs) visible bulge and it just froze on that for like 20 minutes
0: are you sure you weren't just really horny
3: (laughs) no I I'm sure
0: okay just checking (laughs) um so, this is where I first started to wonder uh, if there was anything we were going to find on these lyrics, and it turns out, no, nobody could give enough of an arse to uh, try and be the pop-punk scholar on Genius. It's also when I noticed, with the exception of this video, pretty much every track on this album has under 100 views on YouTube. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... Yeah, not thinking there's a lot of people reminiscing about the movie life, especially because this is a very flash-animated two thousand style of video. You could do all of this with motion tweening, and the backgrounds are incredibly blatantly digital.
3: I-, I spent the entirety of this song trying to remember if I had been to Jamestown or not.
0: I played the shooter.
3: Hmm.
2: Oh the, the oh yeah, I played that too. I think that shooter was really good until the last level, which was
0: horrible. Yes. But um it definitely has a is this a suicide song vibe to it, as a lot of the lyrics on this album do. I would almost call this emo, except a couple of tracks are like explicitly trying to avoid that depression. Yeah, it's emo in the sense of the music genre
2: like it's very like emo core not emo core but it has that you know that sound that like Thursday had or thrice had that post hardcore sound but it's not emo as in very emotional
0: and that's a Vinnie Caruana thing because his next band is just a post hardcore group that is a more focused movie life
3: what are they focusing on
0: being good (laughs)
2: <laughs> also, this is the song when, uh, um, where the mention the title of the record. Late Night, Snowfall, Get Us to the Hospital, Jamestown, 94 West,
0: and a 40 hour train back to Penn. That's a faraway hospital! Uh, have you seen. No, nobody but me has seen The Color Out of Space with Nick Cage. Yeah, they basically have that same problem in that movie. No, uh, I did wonder about this one with, you know... This joke has gotten out of hand. I don't feel the break, but I feel the end. Then all of a sudden it's the talk about get us to the hospital. Uh, And then immediately when we come back to the song, when leaves fall, if it means anything, it just means you're dead. It means my feet just flew over my head. Uh, The one thing that keeps me in the ring are the people that will never exist to me. Oh, this is about Dear Heaven Anson.
3: Oh,
0: Cursed, Ellie.
3: <laughs> Whatever was just said went over my head. Don't explain it.
0: Oh, well, you, you don't know about the Evan Anson? Don't do
2: that to him. <laughs> I mean, I, I would not. You're the one who explains
0: horrible things. I just opened the door. Both of you usually yell at me not to tell the other horrible things you recognize, is all I'm saying.
3: I appreciate not having horrible things explained to me. Um,
0: If I don't get to explain ABDL to Ellie, I don't get to explain Dear Evan Hansen to Adam.
3: (laughs) See, you wouldn't even need to explain that first one to me, so... Uh, See, I spent a lot of time on this song. A, trying to remember if I've actually been to Jamstown, and B, trying to figure out why they were on the 94 West Did because... Jamestown is not, from what I recall, particularly near that part of Pennsylvania.
2: (laughs) Okay, and what about the train, though?
3: I mean, there were trains around, but I can't...
0: I appreciate our new segment, Geography with Adam. (laughs) Oh yeah, this goes nowhere near Jamestown. I just looked up the route. What the fuck?
3: (laughs) What are they doing?
0: Hey, how can you tell there are two Californians on the podcast? A game. <laughs> we start talking about roads.
2: <laughs> this is like when WWE said that Newcastle is a small mining town in the north of England.
0: <laughs> you remember that? Yes, also good. That was a thing. Uh, anyway, I guess what I'm saying is that Jamestown lives in Silent Hill, uh, US. Yes. Okay. I don't know what Jamestown is. I. Murders happened there, I think? Yeah, uh, Jamestown was an early New England colony, and it led to a lot of weird disappearances. And yeah, that's that's for a true crime podcast. That's not us.
3: There's also been more than one Jamestown.
0: There's also the whole episode of Supernatural that goes into this thing. But again, Because I'm us. thinking
3: about the one, because it's talking about... An hour train back to Penn on the 94 West, so I'm assuming that this is the Pennsylvanian Jamestown and not the one down more
2: southwards. Also, I'm not sure about us not being a true crime podcast. I mean, we've had a murder count in many episodes.
0: I was debating if this was going to be a body count episode until I looked up lyrics.
2: (laughs) Yeah, no, this doesn't... it, It doesn't get that far. They are, you know... We've we've had worse lyrics on this episode on this podcast. <laughs>
3: that we have, that we have.
2: Anyhow, let's get ready for the record to get
0: bad with the first ballad Spanaway. Something that I'm gonna say, and I want to hear your—I want to hear whether or not anyone's gonna argue with me on this. This is where I realized most of the backing tracks in this middle chunk are an SR71 album in New Englander clothing. The so <laughs> lyrics are different, but this is entirely how that band plays.
2: I—I I, I descri- describe—I described it as metal decalling the song specifically. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: This is what if the Calling had like heavier guitars but still was horrible. This is basically hello hello from that SR71 album but with new lyrics.
2: That that is also that is a good comparison. Yeah, no, this is a slow song with heavy guitar and I'm not into it. We've had we have had plenty of the songs where it's like the slow ballad and blah 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 whatever. There are good songs like this. There exist good songs like this, but you need something there. This doesn't have anything to really pull me in.
0: So, I do love that the lyrics are starting to get more and more ominous after starting as a Is This a Suicide album? Because, well, it was a suicide album for the band. (laughs) (laughs) Ellie! (laughs) Ellie. The the band died after this. This album was the band's suicide note is a hell of a sentence. That's more of a me thing. I'm jealous.
3: You're rubbing off on her, Sybil.
0: hmm But yeah, this one, this builds, uh, this is not a band I would say we need to remove the metaphor license from, because there's just a growing sense of dread and you did it so well, said you tasted the sin, all the times that we tried, all the things to make it go away.
2: Oh, uh, is this talking about Chris Pratt? <laughs> we did many things
0: to try and, get, and make Chris Pratt, Chris Pratt go away. Don't worry, if we cough on him just right, he'll die. Because the rumor is he's doing all this VA stuff because he refuses to get vaxxed. Oh, that's lovely.
2: Size. Welcome to Gotta Get Out of Cartoons, an anti-Chris Pratt retrospective.
3: Welcome to Gotta Get Out of This Timeline.
0: (laughs) I have terrible news for you. I know what the other timelines look like and you won't like them.
3: Frowny face.
0: Hey, how much do you want to go to the two-term Trump timeline?
2: Double frowny face. (laughs) That sounds like extremely apocalyptic in a way that's uh, horrible, but also, you know...
0: Entertaining, Supreme Court Justice Henry Kissinger. Yeah,
2: I mean, look, America's uh. got to die at some point, and might as well be Can't you know. I go
3: to the uh, green energy got perfected a uh, century ago, and global warming has been solved timeline?
0: Oh no, I'm sorry, that's a Futurama episode. You can't go to cartoons, Adam.
3: <laughs> Why?
0: Uh, but yet, yeah, the final line of this song being uh, I could see you the way that I wanted to I stand with a gun in my hand so I could be you really love the sense of escalation over everything
2: and you did it so well said you taste, taste the skin I'd walk a mile on your, in your shoes I'd have a gun in my hand yeah like in that like in that mountain good song
1: I have to be
2: I'm sure that is a Mountain Goat song. It's a very famous Mountain Goat song. I was making a joke about going to Georgia.
0: They don't don't play that song anymore because it's problematic. Uh, Oh, of course Ellie would like the problematic Mountain Goat song. (laughs) Yes, the one problematic Mountain Goat song. Going to
1: Georgia.
2: But no, like, yeah, I get why you appreciate the lyrics. I just think that musically this is, like, garbage. This is, like, horror.
0: Well, here's the thing. I already said this sounds like the SR-71 album, and I liked that album. All right, you are weird. Mm-hmm. Okay.
3: Mm-hmm. This one started to put me to sleep.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah. The next one is, I think, the worst song on the album.
2: Uh, I opened the notes for my next one. We d- oh, no. <laughs> because that opening just, like,
0: boows horribly. It's Kelly's song.
1: When Kelly cries. The makeup runs from her eyes and spills the truth about how she feels inside. When Kelly screams. It usually means I'm not being... She's not being her But anyway, a second chance means nothing. Not being learned past mistakes, and I'm sure we felt the way. The way three all years, but long dead ears
2: on It's one of the punk song that opens with this low acoustic verse. And you always know that when a song opens with a slow acoustic verse, it's going to be bad. Yeah, um... So, I question. Is mm-hmm. this a Your Boyfriend is Bad song? Or is this i I'm Your Boyfriend and I'm Bad song? Because I couldn't quite catch that from the lyrics. If, like, the person who's singing was supposed to be like, Oh, you can do better? Or if they're supposed to be, like, the one who's shit?
0: Okay, so... I'm going to give you an extended metaphor that is my best comparison for this song. There is a handsome track off of Middle of Nowhere called Johnny and it is about children being unable to comprehend what might be the death of a fellow student and it's just asking where did he go? I want to know what happened to Johnny? What like nobody can write him. That's what's up. And this feels like that except written as a love song and maybe victim blaming i am even more confused than before about this (laughs) because the whole thing is talking about three whole years fall on deaf ears if you can't understand our fears it's not fair to me but then there's a lot of Do you remember when, you know, you figured it was cool, but then it was wrong, and it's just chanting that in the end of the song?
3: It just gave me some bad vibes. I was like, hmm, don't like this. I'm gonna actively block it out of my brain. Goodbye.
0: (laughs) That is a very neat ability to have. I wish I could have that. (laughs) There's not a lot to this to really dig into. It just feels muddled and grimy and... I don't know what to make of it. But also, I don't know what to say about it musically because there's nothing here. It's, I think it's the longest song on the track. It starts with the acoustic thing and then it sort of
2: goes into a generic sort of mid-punk thing. And it's like, it's not remarkable in any way after the acoustic thing. It's just sort of like a bit cheesy melodically and not remarkable.
3: I figured it out. This album is the musical equivalent of flavored sparkling water.
0: You know I have one of those open right now, right?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I don't like sparkling water. It gets really nasty after a while. I'm just
3: saying that this is like, if you took some other bands and made sparkling water flavored like those bands out of them,
0: you'd have this. I could see that.
2: The worst thing about sparkling water is that, like, a sparkling water after the sparkles have gone is the worst
0: drinking experience ever.
3: Well, don't do that.
0: No, I love it. I'll leave the can out and finish it in the morning. Yes, but you love horrible drinks. You like are <laughs> 71 I... You don't count, Sybil. <laughs> How is it that every podcast ends up with Sybil as some kind of Cenobite?
3: I don't know what that Maybe means. Maybe the problem is you and not the podcast. <laughs> um,
0: I don't know. I think I think this is just a thing. <laughs> Cis people and queers just look at me and they're jealous. You're all haters.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes,
3: yes. I mean, exactly as somebody that. who also drinks flat sparkling water, I'm going to say that, I don't know, it might just be you. <laughs>
0: And speaking of queers, how about we talk about the trans song? Taking it out and chopping it up. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh,
2: no.
3: Oh, this one bugged me. Melodically, it sounds like something else, but I couldn't figure out what it was. I had to listen to it like three times, and I was still like, nope, no idea what it reminds me of. Um,
0: I would say this has, um, lyrically, a lot of Sum 41 energy. Come on, come on, shut up, shut up, or I'll get Phil to shut you up. Also, go take your medicine and smoke yourself to sleep seems very Sum 41.
2: Yeah, I can see that. Uh, this is a very cheery song, too, like, musically. Like, it's a lot more beat and a lot less, like, noisy and bad than the rest of the record, which really doesn't work with the production. Like, the, the, production, the mixing and the production is very, like, gritty and muddy. And it works really well when they're doing the whole, like, heavy guitar and shouting thing. But when they are doing a cheerier and more stereotypically pop-punky song like this one, it just sounds bad. Like, it just sounds like the mixing is bad because it's not mixed for this type of music. And yeah, I, I don't... It's fine, but it doesn't work for me, especially for the mix, especially because I don't think that with this more like upbeat stuff, they're really playing to their strength. Like,
0: they're really good at shouting, they're really good at heavier stuff, and this is not it. For what it's worth, there might be two versions of this song I couldn't find out conclusively, but I noticed that on some printings this was taking it out and chopping it up. The one that is currently on YouTube is taken and Chop In with uh, hyphens on or apostrophes on it. Genius mentions these as two different tracks, but I don't know if there's something about the mastery there. Was unsure. Yeah, this is another pop-punk mystery that is not worth exploring. What do you mean? There's there's so much meat on this bone. <laughs> One. There's barely a bone here. Again, Transome. <laughs> Excellent. Don't this was you? the track... That I started doing more research during, and then it reminded me Autopilot Off existed, and I listened to them for about ten minutes, and it was a much better uh, much better revisit.
3: Um, the chorus reminds me of something, but I can't figure out what it is, and it drives me insane, so I don't like it.
0: Fair enough. There's one big flaw that I want to mention before we move on. It starts punkier, and it keeps the speed drums going, which has a lot of energy to it. But th- every track on this album is three minutes, give or take 30 seconds. So it doesn't really have a sense of speed or any kind of hardcore sound to it. It's just, oh, no, we just, uh, we just let Ben go nut- nuts for a bit. That is very scary, so let's go to scary.
2: This, at this point, uh, my 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 uh, notes for the album, like, drastically decreased. The only note that I have for scary is back to butt. And that's it. Are
3: you? Are you back to butt?
2: I mean, this song is back to butt.
0: Has, like, this very butt riff. Now I'm just imagining Do a da, da,
2: da, da, playing
0: da, da. on cable... Censored edit of Requiem for a Dream, where a is going butt to butt. <laughs> Thanks.
2: Uh, I already had to edit that once in the episode. I'm not going to be doing it another time.
0: I don't think you should. No.
2: But yeah, this is uh, this is back to the butt guitars, but it's slower. Again, this reminds me a bit more of uh, of stuff like Thursday, but not as good, not as smart, not as well composed. It's fine. I like the riff. The riff is sort of, like, catchy. The guitar riff on this.
0: Starting over with a repetition of you feel let down is some real own goals energy. <laughs> yes, yes I do. The first the track of this
2: record made me think that this was going to be good, and then uh, the rest happened.
3: Lyrically, I still don't understand what's going on.
2: Which, to be fair, is better than understanding what's going on and not liking it, so I'll take it.
3: I suppose.
0: I'm just depressed that we don't have some kind of weird genius scholar playing around and offering their own crazed theories about it like we do with some of the bigger bands, because that's always fun.
2: It is. I don't think the movie life was big enough to have their own genius scholar,
0: sadly. (laughs) Well, no, clearly not. That means it's up to us. In that case, I'm going to declare that Scary is a track about Frankenstein's monster trying to win over the bride. Sure, sure.
3: I can buy into that.
0: Yeah. I'm going to just come up with a different theory for every track on the rest of this album. You heard me.
3: Listen, currently I think we are the foremost the movie life scholars. um, By virtue of being the only ones.
0: It's true. I don't know if even the band would be able to look at these lyrics and go, well, I don't know what I was thinking back then. We should make a genius account and do this. you going to challenge me to that? Okay. okay. <laughs> I am going to challenge you to Okay. That. One second. I'm going to record the rest of the show while I'm writing shitposts on Genius for this album. You're welcome. Sybil's going to get banned. Sybil <laughs> is going to get banned because... She's going to do the same thing that got her banned from Blizzard instantly, which is write in her usual generic name that she uses to find out what the limits are on the naming system, and they're going to accept fucko, and then they're going to ban me for language. Hey, speaking of exercising the evil thing that everyone hides, let's talk about hey. Hey! I guess I'll figure
1: it out The reasons why things went the way they did And why we can't accept it We'd fall asleep, but not before we exercise the evil thing that everyone hides.
2: really into the song. I think it, it was, like, really sort of, like, a cute acoustic-y, like, not acousticy, but, like, really slow, sing writer song. And then it went, no clothes, sweaty, doing all the things I never thought I'd do, and I did them with you. Mm-hmm. Which is, like, the most darky line in the universe. This is, like, the most, like, the movie life sex havers line in the world, and it just, like,
0: broke the song for me, because it was really funny. And then you realize the evil thing that everyone hides is they got off. (laughs) Oh boy. (laughs) Yeah. This is a sex song called Hey. It's very bad
2: sex. It's a sex song that sounds written from the point of view of like a teenager who barely knows what sex is and is trying to convince you that they had sex. Yeah. And
0: my favorite part is that it's wholesome the whole time. Yeah, it's not bad it's not bad as in like bad-natured,
2: it's just like sort of darky in a very funny way.
0: <laughs> even though we brought it crashing to an end, I loved it all and now I love my friend, I love the girl, I love my friend. <laughs> That's how 1984 ends. He had achieved victory over himself. He loved the girl. He loved his friend. Junior anti-sex league romance songs. It's, uh, this is a catchy song. Like, this is a fun pop song. It's just like, t- the lyrics are extremely weird. <laughs> yeah, the lyrics are painful. That's something I love about this and uh, Caruana, especially when he goes on to his next band, because he keeps this same gonzo sense of lyric writing, but he delivers it with a straight face every time.
2: Jamaica next is the next song, which I was very scared because they had in their first record sort of like a sublime-y bit, where they sort of went, not necessarily like ska, but almost, like they went in this very bit weird direction, and I was really scared this was going to be a ska song, and it wasn't a ska song, so it's fine.
3: Listen, a ska song would have made this record a lot more interesting.
0: Maybe, but I'm still happy this wasn't Tuscason. I'm just glad that this wasn't racist. Because my very first note is, please don't be racist. And my second (laughs) note is, oh, now you want people to survive. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair,
2: please don't be racist could be a first note on every record that we review.
0: Yeah, but five white guys, including an albino drummer... Doing a song called Jamaica Next. Yeah, that's fair. Uh no, it's it's this is the part where I realized that the music never gels on this album. It's inoffensive, like you can't point out, oh yeah, it's too screechy on the guitar, or the drummer's just phoning it in or whatever. Sometimes there's an energy to it. But none of it ever comes together in something that you're going to be humming, that you're going to whistle along with, that you're going to really get pumped up by.
2: Yeah, it's like all like, again, water. very... <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. yes. It's
2: all very middle-of-the-road, like, poster punkish ish stuff with pop-punk influences, and it's like... I cannot call a... most of this bad. I can call a couple of songs bad, but most of this is fine. It's just like... After the first two tracks that I think are very good, it sort of just goes back into mediocrity, and it's like, oh, okay. I mean, case in point is the fact that in the next three tracks, the last three tracks of the record, I have
0: no notes. I couldn't find anything to say about them. Oh, good news. I have something for you, then. But while we're on Jamaica Next, this and a couple of the next tracks made me wonder. Did we listen to a secret Christian album? Did we? So... What can I do when those inner demons start to burn? Will I start to drag or begin to fall behind? Breathe in, breathe out, survive. I feel condemned to this. I'm not going back again. Start to begin. Get my feet back on the sand, sort of like Jesus, because tomorrow might be all I'll get.
2: And when there's only four sets of pr- footprints, is where the movie life carried me. <laughs> Yeah. No, I I think that's that's too generic for for to be a Christian thing. That's
0: just general emo stuff. Okay, but then there's the next trick. I'll have more on this. That's all I'm saying.
2: Okay. 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 Okay.
0: Something, which, A, another self-owned title that really, yes, this record is something. That's the best we can say about it. It
3: certainly does exist.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And then here's what starts this song. Pain, a word I thought I knew. It's okay, because the price we pay makes it harder to begin. There's an unspoken... Original sin right there, because it doesn't rhyme the next bit. And I said, knowing that I'll sink where I stand, peeling back the pages again. All in all, this chapter's not bad. It's a book I'm glad I read. It's the Bible. He's talking about the Bible. Yeah. I now I now have to Google this. Go take a
2: look. What Oh god, I found something! Oh, Ooh. Uh, Christian Music Musings, which is a blog, a WordPress blog, and there is a post tag with Vinnie Caruana. Uh, no, it's just a, like a tiny, it's like a tiny paragraph of a Christian blog revealing a I I Am the Avalanche record. Uh, I don't think they're specifically Christian, but a Christian blog liked, liked them, so, you know.
0: I have to say they are because otherwise my soul is in jeopardy. Got it. Yeah, that seems, that seems like it. That,
2: that does seem like it. That's the only reference of uh, of them as Christian.
0: But yeah, no, this, this is a very generic track, but it's where I started to wonder, have we been getting proselytized to the whole time?
3: If so, that would explain why this album kept on slipping out of my ears like a wet fish.
0: The mo- some, there's a joke there, right? Because Jesus did things with fish. Yeah, uh, Jesus bimbo-fied the Roman army by turning their brains to fish. I remember that one.
2: <laughs> this fucking podcast is gonna kill me.
0: Good. You're not the one at risk of being struck by lightning right now. Why are you at risk of being struck by lightning now? Because I just prophesied bimbo Jesus.
2: <laughs> is that like a lightning of offense in your religion?
0: Yes, because it would definitely be Thembo Jesus, since uh, there's no gender on the uh, child of God.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm, That's
0: fair. That's right. I'm going to actually ride this bomb down.
2: (laughs) 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 Ah, Welcome to Gotta Get Out of This Theology.
0: (sighs) If we end up starting a Patreon, this will be a final tier stretch goal. Which will just simply be Sybil writes you the bimbo pop punk Jesus Bible. You're welcome.
2: Oh my! Uh, before we, before we get excommunicated by the Vatican. Uh... Oh, I'm already very excommunicated by the Vatican. <laughs> yes, but we're trying to hide that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's move the next At <laughs> If we ever want to if we ever want to found the church of Pop-Punk we cannot let the world know about (laughs) Sebo.
0: Just keep me chained up in the basement (laughs) possibly growing a hump.
3: Oh my. You ever read
0: any of the Dan you'd ever read any of the Dan Brown novels? I'm basically that weird albino assassin for the Catholic church that's whipping himself to hide the sins of Jesus. Oh yeah I've read that I was like 12. Yeah. Um It wasn't appropriate for (laughs) me.
2: (laughs) To be fair, when I was 12, I also read the the Frank Herbert novel where, like, bee women fuck people to death. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Frank Herbert's view of sex is wild. That book was certainly something.
0: Um, Yeah. The Dune guy didn't know how dicks worked, is all we're gonna say.
3: (laughs) I'm terrified and i'm not asking questions
0: good let's move forward (laughs) keep never changing pod
3: Been reading this title never keep changing the whole time but it didn't register as strange because everything about this album is so incomprehensible and that might as well be a song title
0: so um we also should notice that the way this song ends is free up my soul for other things to come and then just a chorus of free up my soul over and over as the outro Yeah, you
2: have to empty your soul so other souls can come inside of it. Wait. (laughs) (laughs) Ellie!
3: (laughs) Ellie just invented ghost sex.
0: No, no, Ghostbusters did that. The ghost BJ scene.
3: Oh, see, I have not... I don't know what that is and I'm not going to find out, so...
0: Oh, Dan Aykroyd gets blown by a ghost. (sighs) I just said I wasn't going to find out. <laughs> well, you're all you did was imagine it. You didn't actually see the scene. You haven't seen Dan Aykroyd's O-face as he nya, 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 into the camera. Oh, right, I remember. I haven't watched Ghostbuster in forever. I don't know why people care so much about it and it pisses me off. Because ghost blowjobs. It's letting us all know we can get laid after life.
3: I definitely haven't seen Ghostbusters since before this album came out.
0: Well, good news. I'm going to spoil part of the new one since um, by the time that this episode comes out, the window will be over. Uh, Ghosts can still bust in the new one, and that's canonical. They're even selling toys about it.
2: Uh, Anyhow, next song. Uh, Ship to Shore. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. We don't have time
3: to unpack (laughs) all that again. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, ah, ah,
1: ah.
2: this is the last song I don't have anything to say about it someone say something and then we can end the
0: podcast okay so A this track begins with a well actually I'd hate to be the one to tell you this was all your fault yeah
2: <laughs> um, if you if you start the, the song that way you don't hate to be the one You you, you really don't hate that You are very much enjoying to be the one to say that you were wrong.
3: (laughs) Yeah, but you got to be smug about it.
0: Second up, the weirdest line on this record, hands down, is you'll sleep again if it means I have to build you a bed.
2: Yep, that's... That that is a cool
0: metaphor, though.
2: I actually don't mind that. Like, it's a bit
0: smug.
2: I'll uh, give you that, but as a constructed metaphor, yeah,
0: that works. I did also wonder if that was more carpentry stuff.
2: <laughs> Come on, they're not a Christian band, Phil.
0: <laughs> I'm just saying the last third of this album has way too many ideas. Look, if they were a Christian band
2: right now, they would be grifting the hell out of the whole of America. Like
0: every single other Christian-oriented artist. No, 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 no. They're actual Christians, though. They seem to live by that and then they went off to find their own truth, and that was it. The uh, feeble Christian head canon continues. You can be Christian and not a grifter. That's all I'm saying.
2: True, but not in America.
0: I mean, there's an exception to every rule, Ellie. Yeah, Justin Bieber's priest is a high priest of gr- I'm sorry, uh, I'm getting a message and- oh, oh no. Oh no. I don't, I don't know what this means. Oh, you haven't listened to uh, multiple seasons of Holy Boys, the show about televangelists. Never mind. <sighs> no, I haven't. <laughs> it turns out Sybil only exposes herself to the worst things. I could be one of those people who just listen to, I don't know, podcasts or shows about, hey, how fun are theme parks? Or... Did you know that 8-bit design goes with... No. Instead, I listen to things about butt rock, televangelists, uh, shock jocks. Yeah, I just do this to myself.
3: Yeah, I'd hate to be the one to uh, tell you that you're doing this to yourself, but...
2: final thoughts? Anyone has final thoughts on this?
0: This is a completely competent record that never rises above and thankfully the band dissolving means everyone gets to go on to make better things. I looked up every member of this band who was on this album. I listened to all of their new stuff. I enjoyed all of it. I think each and every project they went on to after this was the best possible way they could live. And I'm glad the movie life dissolved on good terms and everyone got to just have their happy ending. And now they're back together again. Two of them. Only two of them and only for occasional tours. Yeah, and the record. Adam, final thoughts?
3: Final thoughts are... Uh, started off nice. Uh, did put me to sleep by the end. Not a lot there. For me, not bad, definitely not, but not really my thing.
2: Yeah, Yolov said all that I was going to say about it, same opinion, it started good, it ended up not great.
1: Same song. Different chorus. <laughs>
2: So, this was an episode. You can find us at getoutofthestown.com, our wonderful website. You can send us a nice email at podcast at gmail.com. You can follow us at ggoottpodcast. We're on iTunes, we're on Spotify, we're on Google Play, we're everywhere. Rate and review us. That always help. And do you have anything to plug, Sybil?
0: You can find all of my other projects through the hub website I maintain, Hellscaper.com.
2: And do you have anything to plug, Adam? As always, I do not. And as always, you can find me on Twitter at ACC the moon. And we do not have a Patreon, but we too will soon split into three different way better podcasts. What podcast will you be splitting of, Sybil?
0: Uh, I just started the one about horror movies, so I guess Ooh. you could talk about that. It is also staffed entirely by queers.
2: Nice. Oh, nice. Uh, what podcast would you be starting, Adam? Uh, I'm going to
3: start a podcast about Otome games, I guess.
2: Ooh. Ooh. And I will be starting a podcast about canceling Sable, because there's so much material about for that. <laughs> uh, yeah, you could make that a weekly show. <laughs> <laughs> and this was the episode. Have a good rest of your day or night
0: or evening or whatever the fuck you want. Bye-bye. Good morning, and if it's the evening, save it for tomorrow.
3: Farewell. What's on your mind? I feel like I've got
1: the time to stick around. I'll catch my flight. Make like a pop pocket. Get out of this town. What's on your mind? There's no point left to keep your image down. Let's terrify.